0: Welcome to episode 10 of Retrieving Reason Podcast. I'm Kelly Fitzsimmons Burton. Last week, we didn't publish an episode because I'm working very hard to get all of my in-person philosophy classes transitioned to a video format for online instruction since we made this move this semester, so the podcast had to wait a week, but we're back now, and Uh, In episode 9, we discussed reason and its use, the critical use of reason, the test for meaning. Today, we're going to cover reason and its use, the interpretive use of reason. Again, there is a descriptive and a normative aspect to this way of reasoning. Descriptively, we as human beings do interpret. We do a lot of interpretation. Normatively... We ought to interpret correctly. We ought to interpret well. And this is something we can always work on doing better. So we should work on being better interpreters. But what is the interpretive use of reason? Reason is used to interpret one's experiences in light of one's basic beliefs. So notice we have interpretation of experience in light of our basic beliefs beliefs interpretation is how we give meaning to our experiences and no experience is meaningful without interpretation experience comes to us in many kinds such as what appears to us through our senses we'll call this external experience this would include science and uh, the scientific method we have data raw data that we take in and we have to interpret that data and sometimes we interpret it and call it facts and then there are differences in interpretation in the scientific community so uh, we need to recognize that scientific interpretations also have assumptions they're not neutral when it comes to basic beliefs we also have intuition feelings emotions sometimes mystical claims to experience these we'll call internal experience Uh, intuition that, that gut feeling that you have all kinds of feelings we have many feelings some are biologically caused some are caused by uh our thoughts so we have to interpret our feelings and give meaning to them and then we have narratives that come to us Narratives are all around us in many forms, for example, literary narratives, historical, scriptural, worldviews, and what the media is constantly telling us. There's a narrative and we have to interpret it. So all experiences have to be interpreted. And we interpret our experience by reason. And this is including logical inferences. So we have assumptions and we interpret it by logical inference. And we do it in light of our basic beliefs first do we interpret our experiences in light of the assumption the basic belief all is eternal and this would include material monism all that exists is as ma- is matter and matter is eternal or spiritual monism which says all that exists is spirit and spirit is eternal or dualism which says all that exists as matter and spirit, but they've always been, and uh, those are the positions under all is eternal. Or the contradiction, only some is eternal. Some things are eternal and some things are temporal, like in theism. Are we conscious of our basic beliefs? And are we conscious of our basic beliefs about what is eternal, which will give rise to our beliefs about human nature, which will give rise to beliefs about what is good and what is evil for human beings. And these are our basic beliefs, metaphysics and ethics. Are we consistent in our interpretation? Because there may be an admixture of beliefs in us. For example, let's say you're raised in the West. You probably have an admixture of material monism or naturalism, which is a dominant view in our culture and theism which was once the dominant view in our culture so we could have mixtures of assumptions and we need to become conscious of that and consistent in knowing our basic assumptions and acting on it so here's the normative aspect we ought to become more conscious and consistent in our basic beliefs and in our interpretation of experience in light of those basic beliefs And if we did this, would our interpretations be more accurate and more meaningful? I think they would. So remember, reason is the test for meaning. Okay, reason is used to interpret our experience in light of our basic beliefs. And this assumes that basic belief is prior to experience and the interpretation of our experiences. So basic belief comes first experience and interpretation of experience comes secondarily the implication is that experience does not deliver knowledge it delivers appearance or feeling or narrative which needs interpretation and there's a flaw with empiricism which is the view that all of our knowledge is through the senses the flaw is that empiricism fails to recognize the interpretive aspect the interpretive aspect of experience. So empiricism would collapse appearance and interpretation of appearance. Where did we get our basic beliefs by which we interpret experience? How would you get your basic belief? It seems as though we're either born with it insofar as we're born with a disposition, we're born in a family that raised us with, with particular assumptions, we're born in a culture, or we're reborn into a basic belief, meaning we can change, and we can change by conversion. It's impossible to be a thinking being and not have a belief or set of beliefs by which we interpret experience. Consider this our religion or our world and life view, which would imply that everyone is religious or nobody's neutral with respect to basic belief and interpretation. Interpretations are always uh, from a perspective, right? After our basic belief, our presupposition, either all is eternal or only some is eternal, interpretation is also filtered through our personality disposition so we have to recognize we have different personality types and some are more inclined to the philosophical some to the psychological some to the practical so think about your personality are you more inclined to ideas towards ideas in the intellectual life thinking critically are you more uh, inclined towards people relationships Perhaps the arts and beauty, that's more psychological. Or are you inclined towards the practical, which has to do with action and doing, getting stuff done? That will also color our interpretation. Our experience is then filtered through our particular background. And this includes things like our gender, our ethnicity and race, our culture our socioeconomic background, where we live in the world, geography, education levels, family dynamics and generation, all of the differences that we carry with us become aspects of our interpretation of experience. And then there's another level of interpretation and that's uh, experience and interpretation of experiences filtered through our differing moods Our moods vary, we change, and so our interpretation may depend on our mood at the time. We might be seeking the good at one moment and not seeking the good at the next moment. We can maybe uh, have a better interpretation when we're in the mood to think critically, right? So our presupposition, our personality, our background, our mood are all filters by which we interpret experience now there's another level interpretation is also context dependent so we need to think about the relevant context for interpreting what appears to us or how we feel or a narrative that is presented to us a story history or an account in the media Um, what are the relevant contexts that we're hearing these things in. So thinking contextually will help us to avoid the errors of literalism, which is taking words as having one meaning and one meaning only, and allegoricalism, which often involves reading into an interpretation something metaphorical or irrelevant to the immediate context. So it's reading in from outside the context. Thinking contextually will help us to avoid merely subjective and individualistic interpretation. Have you ever heard someone say, that's my interpretation? As if we're just supposed to accept it because it's some individual's interpretation. They might say, that's my perspective. That's true. And some trends in academia lead us to believe that all is interpretation or all is perspective. Um perspectivalism some people think that's all we have is our perspective which is a very subjective point of view Um, this leads to skepticism by the way it may be true that all we experience requires interpretation that all is interpretation but philosophy is the difference that (laughs) philosophy is the discipline that tests interpretations for rational consistency. On the level of basic beliefs, some views are rationally incoherent and so interpretations from those assumptions will also be incoherent. We're not obligated to affirm every interpretation as equally coherent. Some interpretations of reality are more rational than others. Some interpretations of experiences are more rational than others. And I'm okay with saying that. Sometimes in academia, we hear the claim, it's all relative, meaning there's no objectively knowable interpretation, or we're stuck in our own interpretation. We can't ever get outside the interpretive framework. The interpretive use of reason allows for us both to affirm that all is relative, but then we can say relative to what? What does it mean to say it's all relative? Um, in terms of in all relative in terms of interpretation, um, it's that all interpretation is relative to our basic beliefs. So yeah, all is relative to our basic beliefs. And basic beliefs can be tested for meaning. So let's reason together, my friends. Uh, we can test things for rational coherence. Not all interpretations are equally meaningful. And we can learn to become comfortable saying so the more we begin to see and understand basic assumptions and where they violate the laws of thought. If something violates the laws of thought, it can't be meaningful. We can build a worldview in the clouds, but it doesn't touch reality because uh, it started on faulty assumptions. Maybe that's a different podcast episode, though. So if something violates the laws of thought, if a basic belief violates the laws of thought, then automatically it's ruled out as meaningless, starting with a contradiction. So we can learn to see those and reject certain basic beliefs because they don't have support in reason. Alright, so we can perhaps wrap things up a little bit. Today we looked at an application of reason in its use or reasoning. Specifically, we examined the interpretive use of reason, or reason is used to interpret our experiences in light of our basic belief. We added levels of interpretive framework that included our personality, background, mood, and levels of context. So interpretation has layers, and we need to learn to see those layers and levels and see that interpretation is a complex process that takes practice and we should practice interpreting and we should uh, share interpretations with one another and uh, uh, subject our interpretations to critical analysis through conversation one of the ways I show my students the relevance of the interpretive use of reason is by referring to our world and life view as a house and I tell them at the bottom is the ground upon which we build. And the ground is your epistemology, what we've been talking about in this podcast, your epistemology or how you answer the question, how do we know? I'm proposing we know through reason. Then we have on that ground our foundation, and these are our basic beliefs about metaphysics. It has to do with how we answer the question, what is real? What is eternal? And if that foundation is solid, you have reasons for believing X is eternal, then the house that you build will be a solid, beautiful house. Uh, But we all build the house and the house is our ethics or what we think is the good life. It includes our values and our attitudes and how we live our life. And we are in that house looking outside and these are our interpretive frameworks our epistemology our metaphysics our ethics this is our world and life view we interpret all of our experiences in light of this quote unquote house and we can't get out of the house but we do have the capacity to critically examine our own assumptions so remember reason is the test for meaning We can say i answered these questions about how i know and what is real and what is the good life but do i have arguments for them and I can compare how I answered those questions to how others historically have answered those questions and I could look for the best answer but that house is our interpretive framework and everyone has a house scientists have the house atheists have the house Uh, religious quote-unquote people have the house everybody does we are more or less conscious of that house so next time I want to talk about the constructive use of reason which will get us into how we construct that quote-unquote house. Reason is the tool that we use to construct a coherent world and life view and uh, that's what we want to talk about next time. After that we will complete the uh, discussion of reason in its use And we'll move on to reason in us and looking at how reason is an aspect of human nature. So I want to thank you for joining me today and for being patient with my getting this one up. I have to tell you there's been some technology problems too, but I hope this one turned out well. Thank you for joining me and I hope that you will like, subscribe, and share.